The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The late night anger management class level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci and Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano, will rejoin us. We'll uh, find out what Babano likes in the overnight hours. We'll talk some baseball with Jason P. Takafin. Chris Venture will throw it down and vent his rage as far as this Euro soccer uh, stuff uh, that uh, people are just flipping out about uh, right now, but not in a good way. Uh, San Diego and Los Angeles, hell of a series over the weekend. Unfortunately, we get to do it again next weekend, except next weekend they're going to be in Chavez Ravine, Los Angeles, take two or three. San Diego, uh, get it done. Hosmer uh, steps up uh, late and large uh, for San Diego. This series, this series really had everything. It, it had high-scoring games. It had pitcher duels. It had the benches clear. Um, it had you know plays in the field, high drama. Just like you know, it was really just awesome and lived up to the hype. And I don't understand how like every one of these games wasn't on national television. It really is amazing, isn't it? Just how bad baseball is in marketing themselves. Like, you know, like, really, does anyone care about the Atlanta Braves and the Chicago Cubs? No. No. You know, like, why? Why? Like, well, you know, how many times have the Dodgers even been on national television so far this year? You've got, like, these two great teams. You've got, like, this series that had playoff intensity, Caribbean World Series intensity. It just had it all. The fans were awesome. Even a limited uh, capacity. Uh, we're making a hell of a lot of noise. It's a great rivalry that we have. Great rivalry that we have uh, right now. I can't wait uh, to do it again. The Dodgers get to Seattle. So, like I said, we'll talk baseball with Jason B. Uh, Takafin. Yeah, don't look now, man, but it can't Kansas City Royals don't suck, actually. They're, they're, they've been a good bet on team. They beat the Toronto Blue Jays today 2-0. Uh, the White Sox sweep the Red Sox. They do it again in early game on uh, Monday morning. We'll take a look at that game uh, with Babano. The New York Mets are winning. The New York Yankees are losing uh, right now. And Yankee fan, you know, I, you know it's actually... I don't know who's more outraged, Yankee fan or European soccer fan uh, right now, but Yankee fans aren't happy. The Yankees are off to their worst start in like 20-plus uh, years. Their offense is like hitting rock bottom uh, right now. Their offense is alarmingly poor, like surprisingly alarmingly poor. And in fact, the Yankees are setting all kinds of like team records right now for ineptitude. We are just 15 games in, but it's New York. People panic one one at bat in. Remember, Stanton got booed in his first at bat. Boo! Bring it! Sports info is everywhere. We cut through all the clutter and bring you actionable insights and expert perspectives every single day. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. These days, it's hard to find something you can trust. Your car? Yeah, right. Trust takes time. And that's why we're here. 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. We are your trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Continue. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Lorenzo. We're throwing it down with Babano in the late night hour. Sirius XM Channel 204. All right, Babano. We could talk pucks all night, but I want to take a look at the hardwood. I want to take a look at uh, Monday's uh, baseball board as well. But before we move uh, forward, um, you were talking about Calgary and Ottawa. Is there anything else on the card um, as far as the NHL is concerned on Monday uh, that you, you want to like? And then after that, we'll hit uh, we'll hit the Major League Baseball diamond. Well, San Jose's got defensive and goaltending issues all over again. Uh, they've crept up big time. I think Anaheim scored four goals uh, against San Jose in back-to-back games. Martin Jones is back to being a sieve again. Minnesota lit them up pretty good offensively over the weekend. Uh I don't know what the team total is going to be for Vegas in their game against San Jose Monday night. I would think it's going to be three and a half, probably minus 140 or something. But the Vegas team total stands out to me. I mean, and Vegas is scoring goals in bunches. I mean, they put up a five spot on the Anaheim Ducks in a victory against on Sunday. Uh, their offense is rolling right now. San Jose's defense isn't. Uh, so a Vegas team total makes some sense to me uh, against San Jose uh, on uh, Monday night's Vegas team total over. Like I said, I like Calgary puck line first period. Uh, I don't think the first period puck lines are released at most sports books until the day of the game, but you'll probably get a plus price on it. You'll get Calgary laying a half puck plus 120 or so uh, in the first period. So that means if Calgary's leading after the first period, uh, you cash your ticket. I think there's a good chance of that. I think that after the frustrating loss to Montreal, chance to at least jump on Ottawa early. Uh, Ottawa's scrappy. Ottawa seems to hang around even if they get behind early. And that's kind of what they did against Winnipeg recently. They went on the road. They got blitzed in the first period, but then they made their way back and made it interesting at the end. I could see this game being the same way. Maybe Calgary jumps on Ottawa early uh, and would rather do that than lay, you know, regulation line or a puck line with Calgary. So Calgary first period puck line, which will probably be minus a half plus 120. I like that quite a bit. Looking at the overnight baseball uh, numbers right now, so the White Sox sweep the doubleheader against the Red Sox. They they dance one more time. Uh, an early Monday morning game. Chicago White Sox had Giolito to the hill minus a buck twenty-two. Eovaldi counters plus one hundred four total eight and a half. San Francisco and Philadelphia. Uh, we got St. Louis and Washington. Of course, Strasburg's been placed on the injured list uh, once again. The Dodgers get cooled off, but they still take two or three, and they go to Seattle. And I'll tell you what, Seattle have been uh, a scrappy team and a profitable team uh, so far this year. you got Dustin May and uh, Sheffield on the hill. Dodgers nearly 2-1 to one favorites, minus 198. Milwaukee Brewers uh, in San Diego. San Diego wins the uh, the back uh, end of the three-game set today against the Dodgers. San Diego minus uh, 146 overnight uh, price right now. What do you think about Monday's baseball board, Babano? 
it, it's it's a it's a tricky board. I mean, at the first glance, of course, it's a shorter card than it normally is. But uh, there's a lot of things that I kind of like Washington uh, with Joe Ross a little bit against St. Louis. I think St. Louis has issues right now. I mean, I know Aaron Nola completely shut them down. There's no shame in that. He's a great pitcher. But this St. Louis lineup. You know, with guys like Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado in it, and there's some guys that are supposed to be pretty capable in this lineup. Their offense has been terrible, I think, so far this season, the St. Louis Cardinals team. And Joe Ross has found something that's working because he's pitched very well so far this season for the Nationals. So I'm kind of interested in Washington there in that game uh, at around even money at home. I just don't know if St. Louis should be road favorites against anyone right now, uh, the way they've been struggling to hit. I'm interested in Milwaukee and Woodruff as a dog against San Diego. Think about the spot, too, for San Diego. And I like Musgrove. Musgrove had the no-hitter. He kind of wasn't quite as sharp the last time out against Pittsburgh off the no-hitter, which sometimes happens for pitchers in that first game after a no-hitter. He's a good pitcher. But you look at the spot. They just had this three-game slugfest, literally slugfest with the Dodgers because they almost threw punches a couple of times during that game. Great they just series. cleared multiple times. It was a great series. It was phenomenal. It was playoff intensity in April, and you don't always get that uh, in Major League Baseball. And now you're laying a buck forty off that intense three-game series with a hated rival, and now you got to face Milwaukee with a damn good pitcher. Brandon Woodruff has been excellent, and he was very good last year as well for this Brewers team. And their offense, which was struggling early, is starting to hit the ball. The Brewers, and that's without Yelich and Lorenzo Cain. They missed the ga- couple of the games this weekend against Pittsburgh. Yeah, so this Brewers team is starting to hit. Yeah, this team is starting to hit even without those two guys over the weekend. And this, I'm not a big spot situational better in baseball compared to the other sports, but it stands out like a sore thumb that I'm not rushing to lay minus 140 with San Diego Monday night. And, you know, you talked about Woodruff. People aren't going to discuss him or Burns, but both of them have been great. And Burns has just been special uh, this year. And they're not going to get discussed. But, you know, for people tuning in nationally, just because people don't talk about the Brewers and these two dudes, they're not going to get the same hype uh, as all these other teams are. Uh, But, yeah, those two arms are as good as anybody in baseball right now, Babano. Yeah, we've got the Patriots Day game as well. White Sox, Red Sox, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Make sure you note the start time. Patriots Day in Boston, the annual early game at Fenway. Uh, The first five under makes sense to me in this game. Like I say, when it comes to unders, Gabe, in baseball, and I'm not a big under guy in any sport, but I do bet some unders in baseball, but all my unders this year have been first five innings. I will not and I, I simply won't bet a full game under anymore. Every bullpen is bad. Most bullpens are bad. You can't trust them. What if the game goes to extra innings? Extra innings can completely destroy an under with the way the rules are now, with the, with the runner at second base to start every inning. You could get extra inning games that have five, six runs scored in them. And guess what? It blows up an under. If we get like if it's 1-1 one, one or 2-2 two, two going to extra innings, you're not safe with the under. You could have six runs in extra innings, and you're done. So when it comes to betting MLB unders, I have totally gotten off of betting full game unders. If I like the starters, I am only going with the first five under, and that's what I'm going to do in the Chicago White Sox, Boston Red Sox. Eovaldi's capable. We know how good Giolito's been. It's an early start. Uh, These two teams played a doubleheader on Sunday, so you could see some some feeble at-bats, I think, early on with all the baseball they played the day before. Two pretty good pitchers. The first five under, definitely I'm interested in that with the uh, battle of the Socks on uh, early Monday. We've got about two minutes of a battle, so let's take a look at the NBA. And listen, it's always tough, guys. As you know, I don't need to tell you. 
about making picks overnight when it comes to the NBA because you never fully know uh, what the lineup is going to be. You have to hit refresh. You have to tune into game time decisions. That's what you need to do. Weekdays at 6 right here on these radio stations, including Sirius XM Channel 204. But fun game tomorrow night, but battle the Phoenix Suns at Milwaukee. Phoenix are just scorching right now. Uh, yes, they did finally um, they did finally lose, and they you know they were they were due for a flat spot. So San Antonio uh, beats them down. They're going to Milwaukee. You know, it should be a fun basketball game, uh, Babano. Uh, Phoenix getting three three and a half points right now. It's been fluctuating, sitting at three and a half right now at Fanduel. It's Milwaukee laying points against a team that I think is almost, if not almost as good, maybe as good, and might even be better than them. You know where I'm looking. I'm looking at Phoenix. Uh, I mean, I'm going to have to see it from Milwaukee here uh, before I believe it. I don't necessarily always trust this team when they're facing a team that's as good or better than them. And I'm, I'm totally buying stock in the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I have taken them in a lot of big games this season against good teams. I was on them against Utah when they won that big overtime thriller. Yeah. Uh, I, I t- I've taken them in a lot of spots. They're a good road team, good too, teams. but they're actually 17-7 and seven straight up on the road. Yep, they are. They've got a great road record. Usually when the Phoenix Suns win, they cover. Uh, Not just take the points, money line. I think the Suns can get this done outright uh, against the Milwaukee Bucks. Paul, Booker, Ayton, that trio has been terrific. Uh, as of late, the, you know, their offensive efficiency is off the charts. They're playing good enough defense, especially at crunch time. I throw out the fact they had a no-show the other night. They'll be ready for this one, and I think they can win the game. I'll take three points there. Ian Cameron kicking it uh, with us. All right, Babano, we, we'll get you out of here. Where can people find you throughout the week? Uh, on Twitter, at Bobano, Pub Sports Radio. We've got NBA uh, closing time betting show three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We've got the MLB show seven days a week. And, of course, the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern. All right, Babano's a busy man, and we'll catch up with Babano and the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart on the Wicked Wednesday. Always a pleasure, Babano. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Thanks, Gabe. Great to be with you as always. Some artists work in clay, some in oils. We work in actionable insights and expert perspectives. But we just call it the winning edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. Have you been diagnosed with cancer? Are you one of the millions who have taken Zantac or other generic versions of this popular drug to help treat stomach issues? Then pay close attention to this message. The FDA said it detected low levels of a probable cancer-causing chemical known as NDMA in Zantac and other generic forms of this popular drug. They've banned sales and even removed it from the market. If you've been diagnosed 
diagnosed with cancer and you've taken Zantac or a generic equivalent, call the Legal Helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-998-9029. 800-998-9029. From the City of Angels to the Big Apple, shake it up with Pharrell Coast to Coast. Shake it up to do the all my friends and come around flat to flat to With your host, the one and only Scott Pharrell. Coast to coast in the biggest way possible. Hang it. Covering every sport, every league, every single weekday. And Scott's got an opinion on all Get that guy a cold beer. I mean, that, he's telling it exactly like it is. Jump on the coast-to-coast bandwagon with America's most engaging sports personalities. we all love to bet on everything. Regular contributors, including NFL insider Adam Kaplan, the pro football doc, Dr. David Chow, NBA Radio's Rick Kamla, Bleacher Report MLB insider Scott Miller, the sports professor Rick Hart, USA Today's Bob Nightingale. Every game, every story, every injury, everything you need to know. Join the Pharrell Coast to Coast Party every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, 1 to 3 Pacific, only on Sports Grid. We know things are nuts out there. You need something to depend on. That's where we come in. Coming to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. With the sports gaming strategies and information you won't find anywhere else. Depend on it. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. I'm a rageaholic. <laughs> I just can't live without rageahol. <laughs> The Late Night Anger Management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morency. Back after that, what felt like a, a very extended uh, break right there. Uh, but um, let's bring in Ventra right now. Chris Ventra stepping up and in to vent uh, some rage as this Euro Super League stuff is upsetting everybody. And um, I don't even know who Steve Brookstein is, but he says, the last time you won the league, I won the X Factor. You're more embarrassing than my career. Um People are, like, mocking Arsenal pretty hardcore here. And I got to tell you, like, it seems like the other teams weren't as dumb to go on Twitter and announce this like uh, Arsenal was. <laughs> so, hey, what's going on, Venture? How you doing? I'm good. How you been, brother? Good to, good to be back on, on the sports rage. I got to rage about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what, what are your thoughts on this uh, Super League here, Venture? So, so... It doesn't make any sense. Um, listen, I don't know if you heard about, before this, recently, Belgium and the Netherlands were creating their own league. There was the top 10 teams from the Netherlands and the top eight teams from Belgium agreed to create their own Super League, like, together, right? But to leave their crappier teams out of it, kind of, or in the second division, right? Which kind of makes sense because both those leagues are losing money. This pandemic is hurting a lot of, of these smaller leagues. And that's the problem yeah. with soccer right now, especially in Europe. Look, you've got so many leagues. It's like, is this like there was, you know, 25 MLBs. Imagine there being 25 MLBs around the world. The player pool is huge. All these, you know, only like 10, 12 teams have elite money, like millions and millions of dollars. The rest of them don't have any money. And they just buy all the best players. So how are they supposed to lose? They don't lose. The same teams win every time. If you look at the Champions League, 
It's been the same three teams. The same three teams have won eight times in the last ten years, and that's Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, and Barcelona. I mean, and Liverpool won two years ago. So it's it's just these small group of teams. That's what it's turning into. And the Champions League was already broken because you get in the Champions League you get thirty-two teams in the group stage, right? Okay. 16 of the 32 teams in the group stage come from the top four leagues. There's 54 leagues in Europe. There's 54 countries that participate in Europe. How do you bring 16 teams from four of the leagues directly to the group stage? You, you realize that Champions League has like a ton of qualifying for it. So all the crappy leagues have to go through rounds and rounds of qualifying before they even make the group stage. It's just a very backwards, unbalanced way of doing things. Now, this Super League is made by teams. How could teams make a league? How could teams run a league? It's, it doesn't even make sense. And UEFA, obviously UEFA, which is the Union of European uh, you know, Football Association, they basically they run all these leagues, Champions League, Europa League, whatever. But this league, they don't. And they don't want this because this is going to kill the Champions League. The Champions League will get dismantled because the best teams in the Champions League will be like, you know, Napoli and Atalanta and Leipzig and stuff like that. And the Super League will have... There's still a big superpowers, though, right? There's still there's still a few of the bigger teams that haven't joined. But you're right. And you know the problem is, too, what yeah, happens no, now, Ventra, is these teams, the, the 12 teams, and they're saying it's going to be 15, these teams, they're going to have way more money than their other teams in their league now. Because yeah, like you said, they're they're but getting an extra three hundred and fifty to five. Yeah, but now they're even getting another four hundred and fifty, three hundred fifty to four hundred twenty-five million dollars a year, or whatever. So that just crushes the competition in their mm. domestic league as well. It has a massive trickle-down effect and destroys the sport uh, as as a whole. Exactly, it makes it extremely top-heavy. It was already extremely top-heavy because you have, I mean. Year by year, there's probably only like four or five elite teams, but there's probably like 10 teams with a ton of money. And when I mean a ton of money, I'm talking about over $250, $300 million where they could just spend all this money. Most teams have about a couple million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have nothing. Uh, like, and these teams are just dominating, buying every good player that comes out, not to mention their bench is better than most team starters. Okay? Bayern's bench will destroy... Almost every team starters, okay? It's not even fair. So they're trying to get PSG. They're trying to get Bayern as well. But I think they're resisting a little bit, Bayern and PSG. I mean, obviously, those are the two best teams in their league. And I don't think they want to do it because they're dominating their league. You know what I mean? Bayern wins their league every year. Uh, You know, PSG wins the French league every year. No one's beating them. So, you know, there's a little bit of... It's also the government. I don't know if it's going to go through... It's also the governments are involved too, right? Well, I'm stating that uh, Macron well, seemed to be against like, it, and and, and same with with Germany. Yeah, but and exactly. Look, even Boris Johnson's pissed, and I don't know. Like I said, I don't know the the ins and outs of UK politics, but Boris Johnson's talking about there'll be ramifications to this for these teams that do this, and and. Like the, the UK Parliament, yeah. and now people, because I see it's lighting up that the UK Parliament, people are like, oh, you don't do anything about COVID, but you're upset about soccer. <laughs> like, people are just pissed off about everything, about everything, <laughs> everywhere in the world right now. <laughs> you know what I mean?
<laughs> they're just no, they're, yeah, they're just outrageous. But and, and let's be hypocrites. We're going to be hypocrites because I'm going to end up betting on this stuff once they end up playing. I know, but I don't. I don't know if it's going to happen. And if it does, here's the other thing that makes no sense whatsoever. You have 12 teams that are the founding fathers or the founding members, whatever, and they rule the league. These 12 teams. So, you know what they're going to do? Every single year, they automatically qualify for the damn league. They don't even have to win their league, their domestic league, because the domestic leagues aren't yeah. going, away, going away. So let's say, let's say Arsenal comes in seventh place, which, which is what they do every year now anyway. They come in sixth or seventh place every year. They're not that good. So they come to – why should a seventh-place team be in the Super League? And they're going to be able to be in it every year. So this is not only just a complete money grab for all these teams – to destroy everybody else, but also they're cheating because they're letting themselves into a, a special league that you should qualify for. You shouldn't just be in it every single year. Well, that's what it's even their fans are saying. Like being the playoff. Here's a, here's, <laughs> yeah. a, here's a dude on Twitter that's uh, obviously an Arsenal fan. His name is Nish Arsenal. He goes, Arsenal can no longer make it to the Champions League on merit, so you have to create your own league. What a disgrace. And that's another thing, too. Like, Manchester United fans, City, Arsenal are saying, so what? We're never going to see our team ever win a Champions League ever now? Like, that's it? We're not in the Champions League. Like, they're not happy about it. Like, you know what I mean? like they don't want to create... They, all fans, fans of all these different oh, teams, fans. they, yeah. they want to participate for yeah. the Champions League trophy, not some bastardized mini tournament. Right. A little Super League, which it is. I, I get it. You want you want to see great teams playing great teams all the time. Of course, of course you do. Now the Champions League is a little, is broken, like I said, because you, the little guys don't have a chance. Okay, right? But still, you can change the Champions League. They have a plan to change the Champions League in 2024 to add four more teams, which I don't like their plan anyway. There's going to be no more group stages. They're basically going to have one giant group of 36 teams, and basically every team is going to play. Ten other teams. They're going to play ten games each, ten different teams from different rankings. You know, like basically one elite team, one second-tier team. One, that's how they're going to do it, which makes no sense. To get rid of the group stage is the dumbest thing ever. The group stage is one of the best things they ever invented. Group stage is genius. You should never get rid of that. And I don't know why they, do, they would have did that anyway. But the Champions League needs to be re revamped completely. Maybe this is what needs to happen to make this thing completely fold and, you know, just boil over and restart this whole thing over again to make a whole new league because it's going to fall apart. If, there's, if this Super League happens, it's going to fall apart. The whole, the whole system, the whole European system will fall apart. I'm telling you right now. It, it's just well, we'll see. I, never and, really, and, and, yeah. oh, look, look, DJ, we, yeah, we got to get out of here, Venture, but we'll see. And good stuff, Venture. Don't be a stranger. But European soccer fans, you know, they're no not doubt, like brother. fair weather and stuff. If they stick to their guns and they really start to get pissed off and boycott this stuff, this will be real interesting. Bring it! The only place to turn for expert sports gaming strategies and information. But we just call it The Edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. 
the collide of football pads, the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody's got an opinion. Go ahead. Ask them. But only a few have an opinion informed by expert analysis and experience. It's called trust. It's why we're here. For you. Keep it here and get the edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Let's bring Jason B. Takafin to the plate right now to recap a wild weekend on the diamond. Jason, it's always a pleasure, my man. How you doing tonight? Love, talk, love talking ball with you, Gabe. Well, no one was looking forward to uh, the Los Angeles-San Diego uh, series as much as you were. And yeah. safe to say this thing freaking delivered, didn't it? It had a little bit of everything. Friday night's game, Saturday's uh, game, and then today's game in which San Diego come back. Hosmer uh, hits a late home run. San Diego takes one of three. It really did have a playoff-like atmosphere uh, to it. And it's, it's, inc- I don't know if I've ever said that before about a baseball series two weeks into the season before, Jason. I know. That's what's great about this rivalry. And that's what's great about there being sort of the new dogs in the neighborhood. Like it's not just Yankees and Red Sox that are putting 50,000 fans into their stadium. This is even at 33%, the place sounded really full. If Mookie Betts traps that ball last night, that's going into extra innings and this whole series could swing. I would say that those two teams played pretty evenly. I mean, they had a really long extra inning game on Friday. They had a, an amazing catch by Betts in center field yesterday to end it, and today was a 5-2 win. So, I mean, I just hope they get to a seven-game series in the NLCS. You know, as good as San Diego is, and they're going to beat a lot of teams uh, this year, uh, you know, the Dodgers just show how good they are taking uh, two of three. And let's let's talk about uh, Saturday's game, actually, and Mookie Betts and that catch uh, that he made. I love how he made the decision for everybody, too. Right. Yeah. He, he caught it, he slapped his chest. Yeah, yeah I caught that. Yeah. I caught that. It's rare you see the ball sort of rest on top of a player's palm like that. But he slickly put his bare hand over it as well. But I don't have to tell you as a Boston Red Sox fan just how good this guy is defensively. Absolutely nauseating how the Red Sox let him go. And that's, that's to say nothing about Alex Verdugo. Most Red Sox fans will tell you. They want to keep bets, although they do like Verdugo. They did like the return. Jeter Downs a good prospect. You don't let guys like that go. You understand, listen, if they don't want to sign there, if you can't make it happen, I get it. But, yeah, he's playing his natural position as second base. Then his second natural position where he wins gold gloves is right field. He's playing center field last night, Gabe. That's his third position, right? And he makes <laughs> plays like that. He gets a read on a ball like that. By the way, that's a big risk for him to take. Right. Yeah, yeah. That ball dropped. It's a tie ball game. Gets past him. Yeah. Good ball gets past him. That's a triple. Yeah. And and, and, and the game and, and, and there's a yeah. guy, or, or if, even if he just drops it, guys in scoring position, the winning run right there. So he knows what he's doing. He's such a great player. And you're right. He caught the ball in the heel of the glove. It's very rare. You actually see the ball all the way through, which is why I think the Padres announcers initially were like he may have trapped it because they're not used to no one's used to just seeing the ball the entire way through. It was an amazing catch. That's the difference between a series win and a series loss. I just hope that both teams stay healthy, continue to load up. And 
uh, play in the NLCS. I mean, you had Kershaw and Darvish go, you know, go blow for blow last night, right? And then you have Bauer going today. Uh, you know, he was cooking until he wasn't. The bullpen came in. Uh, it's it's excellent, excellent baseball. I'm very, very happy that actually they start the season off early. Like, as a college football fan, I, I always love those early season matchups. Like, Tennessee and Florida used to play early. You set yeah. the, it sets the tone. I love the fact that these guys played really early. Sets the season. You can kind of maybe say, okay, what do we have? What do we have to work with? Do we need to add something here? How do we match up with these guys? And it can really uh, spearhead the next, you know, quarter or third of your season if you match up really well and you do well and we talked about this coming into the season uh, the one of the reasons why i thought despite the dodgers win total being incredibly high and i've been throwing it out here and we'll get jason's opinion on this is that the dodgers won't let up they know every night without even looking up at the out-of-town scoreboard that san diego is probably going to be winning yeah. right so as many as many you know wins as they rack up they're never really going to pull away like they would in another division. And and we see this so far with the Dodgers, you know, red hot start now, 13 and three, an incredible start uh, for Los Angeles. And speaking of incredible starts as well, uh, looks like the demise of Clayton Kershaw might be a little bit premature. Uh, listen, he struggled in spring training. Um, he, he, he was slated to open the opener. He gave up five earned runs. Um, in Denver against Colorado, the Dodgers lost the game. Uh, but since then, seven innings of one-run baseball against Oakland, six innings of uh, shutout baseball, uh, outdueled Max Scherzer, and had the the matchup with Hugh Darvish. He goes six innings, gives up just two hits and zero uh, runs as well. You know, Kershaw's been on fire this year. He's been on fire. It was a silly narrative that he never got it done in the playoffs because he was always forced to go on short days rest and to compensate for either it was your Zach Grinke or someone that sort of, you know, a, a two-headed monster. Now they're, they are so much of a better team. Gabe, they had the, they're 13 and 3. They didn't even have Bellinger in this series. Bellinger's a top five position player in baseball. And I just want to piggyback off of what you said earlier is Dave Roberts re- uh, reorganized or reset his roster for this series. He wanted Bueller, Kershaw, and Bauer. He was treating this like a playoff series. And I think that he knows after years of dominating the regular season, you need to create a little bit of adversity and you need to create a little bit of like, you know, let's get up for this series. And by doing that this early, he definitely did that. And I think it was a very smart, savvy move by him. And it definitely paid dividends. And the Dodgers also you know, they know that the, the Padres are the second best team in baseball, mo- most probably, if you go like one through 26. And they know, like you said, they can't take their foot off the gas. Or even if they have a two series slump, the Padres are going to be right there. And the Padres still have a top five farm system. So if they want to, they can go out and get, let's say, a Max Scherzer. Or they can go out and get who knows what the Yankees lineup is going to look like. <laughs> you know what the Yankees are going to look like in a couple of months. They can go out and pick everybody clean, and the owners are spending money. So this is a recipe for, like, a two-headed race with these two teams the whole season. Clayton Kershaw, guys, since the opener, 19 innings, one earned run allowed. His whip on the <laughs> season is 0.97. Yeah. He's he's Pedro Martinez. Like he he's he's just an he he is incredibly dominant. He's so dominant that even when he's not winning the Cy Youngs, he is still very dominant. If that makes sense. Like he doesn't need the hardware. He can just go out ho hum, goes out and throws six innings, uh, no runs yesterday, ninety eight pitches. Like it's nothing.
It really was a great atmosphere. Uh, yeah. It really was with the beat L.A. chants and the intensity and the fans uh, just getting into it. It's the nice club, to see the, San the Diego. Clear. The dugout's yeah. cleared on oh, the yeah, catch. Dugout's clear. So he was he was Kershaw was right. Actually, Jerickson Profar did lean into the catcher's glove. You, you rarely see that where it's actually offensive catcher's interference where. Uh, you see it. He's a little bit late on the fastball, so he so the so the the hitter leans back or sort of reaches back so that his that his back can hit the gloves so that he can be yeah. awarded first base. Hopefully, the umpire doesn't see it. It's very difficult for the home plate umpire to see it, uh, especially with how fast the players are right now. Uh, but and and Kershaw was a hundred percent right to yap at Profar, a hundred percent right. Yeah, you know it's really rare to see Kershaw show that type of emotion. Yeah, uh, like that. He was like, "That's BS." He was yelling, "That's a BS swing." That was a bull. That's that's exact words, and he kept repeating it over. He goes, "You know that was bull crap. You know it was bull." He kept on saying, "Profar's like, come on, come closer, come closer." <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, they don't need anything. They don't. It's like it's like lighting a match, right? Like you don't. They don't need much, and it reminds and me. Plus, actually, you Darvish is always mouthing off too about the Dodgers. I don't know what his beef is. He costs us too. He cost the World Series. Forget <laughs> about the Astros. You lost both games you started, bro. <laughs> That's true. And one of them was in L.A. Like game seven. Game seven was in L.A. Got no excuse. They're not working the cameras there. No Darvish. And you know what? He he's no like he he has no problem throwing ninety eight inside. Like he's a true. He's your prototypical horse. Like he's your ace. Right. Like he he backs up his teammates. He has no problem throwing inside. Uh, again, I, I can talk about this series. I can talk about these teams all day. I think it's it's so it's so good for baseball. So good for baseball. And. Tatis Jr. isn't even cooking yet. He just got off the DL. Like, I'm looking at his numbers now. He's batting 129, 323, slugging. Like, he hasn't even gotten go- gotten going yet, and they're still 10-7. and 7. And we're not going to have to wait long, guys, to see these uh, these teams go at it again. The Dodgers uh, play the Mariners on, uh, on Monday and on Tuesday. And then uh, we've got a four-game set. San Diego... In Los Angeles, Chavez Love. Ravine, and for the record, it's already all all four games are already sold out. Oh, now, what what have they have they raised? Because it was thirty three percent that they were allowed for San Diego. Are they still? Have they raised that capacity? No, I think it's going to be the same thing yeah. uh, in Los Angeles this week. Except it's going to be even louder. Yeah, the crazies are going to be out. Like you know, it, it really yeah. is amazing how like the it doesn't take a lot of fans. It's it you know. You know, when there's 55,000 fans, 52,000 fans, or most of these stadiums are 36,000, 48,000, they're a little smaller nowadays. But even players will say that it just sort of becomes a wall of noise and it doesn't yeah. really distract them. But I love it when it's that in between when you can hear specific fans yelling at players. Yes. Still. And yes. Remember in Montreal, guys used to say, man, it's annoying because you can hear everything that people say to you. And people are like <laughs> smashing the chairs and stuff it, like it that. It was so loud. Yeah. And, annoying. and they would say players would tell me that they go, dude, it's louder playing here with 4000 nut jobs than it is with 40,000 people. They're like 40,000 people. is just sort of like a wall of sound. You're like here. It's yeah. loud. It's annoyingly loud. <laughs> when the Expo swept the Phillies in August of 2003 to pull even the wild card race, I forget who the manager I, I think it was Larry Bowe, the manager of the Phillies, actually said, like, it was really loud. He made a comment of something like that where he was like, that didn't sound like 25,000 people because they were, everyone's banging on the chairs. They had that massive comeback game, if you remember, in game two, and it was like 9-1 or something, and Cabrera and Guerrero just started to rake. And they ended up, yeah, there was game two of that four-game set uh, that they swept. And they actually alluded to the noise. And the really cool thing about also um, 
Chavez Ravine is those fa- the, the fans aren't going to be able to get fat and happy. Like they're not going to be ha- like they're not in a honeymoon phase anymore because of those, let's say, 17 or 18,000 fans that are coming. You know, the Padres are going to re- be representing there. So it's going to be it's not just going to be this like murmur. It's going to be this like very loud, intense playoff feel, even at L.A. in Chavez Ravine. And I didn't see any reports, at least, um, like hopefully it stays civil. Right. And yeah. it should stay civil because, you know, we saw San Francisco and the L.A. Dodgers. I mean, this thing turned into like a, a soccer rivalry or something, bro. Well, you, people are like getting killed in the parking lot. That stuff can't happen during a regular season baseball game, guys. No, no. I mean, I know there's a rivalry. Look, you, you, when you have three big cities that are very transient where I, I look, it's a numbers game also, right? You go with, you have a three game, a four game series, looking at 20,000 people. And that's just going to the game, not even including the staff and people at the bars and on the street. So I, I, it's awful. You don't want to see something like that. I think that was more of a fluke. Um, I know that stadiums like Yankee stadium, bring in extra security when the Mets are in town, same thing with the Red Sox. Um, they don't want, they want to diffuse situations long before it happens. And stadiums are also now a little bit more cognizant of fan experience that it isn't really cool to see people getting like punched in the face right next <laughs> You're to right. When I was, Yankee, when Yankee I was, fans actually fight more with each other. Like they, they, they're so angry. They're more like they'll, they'll fight with each other now more so than visiting fans. <laughs> I would not want to see what the, what a subway, what a subway to a Yankees game looks like right now with them sitting at five and 10, like just getting swept at home by the Rays about what that subway ride home looks like. Like that's not- uh, yeah, yeah. We'll get to the Yankees on the other yeah. side. Yeah. The Yankees have uh, problems right now. And, you know, you, you predicted this. I predicted this. It's still early, obviously. You know, I don't think they're going to lose at the ratio that they're losing at right now. But last year was different, guys. There was a different feeling. Last year was sort of injuries. And last year you also knew that their last 23 games were against terrible teams. And they had that in their back pocket. Yeah. This is a long season with a team that has a lot of injury-prone players that are already falling apart. Their rotation has already, like, been racked up. They can't hit. Um, so we'll, we'll get to all of this and more on the other side. Jason B. Tackett, they're kicking it with a couple late night Expert perspectives and actionable insights 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. It's the winning edge. What are you going to do? Not listen? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. There's knowing how to play the game. And then there's knowing how the game is played. We're the second part. Some call it strategy, but we just call it the edge. Come and get it. Your trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. The late night anger match 
Cosmic Quest. This is Sports Ray. Jason B. Takafan will step back up and in with us in level three. We'll uh, recap uh, the uh, combat sport uh, weekend uh, that was as well. Uh, but the Los Angeles Dodgers now get um, Seattle. And I'll tell you what, uh, this, this is going to come as a surprise to a lot of people tuning in uh, right now. The most profitable team in Major League Baseball uh, this year, the team that has made their backers the most money, the Seattle Mariners. The Seattle Mariners are 10-6, and six, and they're up $641 on the season. A robust 641 bucks on the season. This is if you put $100 on every Mariners game. If you bet 100 bucks on all 16 Mariner games this year, you're up $641 right now, which is actually by far uh, the, um, the most profit out of any team in Major League Baseball. The Los Angeles Dodgers, they're thir- Dodgers are 13-3. and three. Put it this way, that's crazy. Like, like this is why you have to lay the run line with the Dodgers and just hope for the best. And when they win, they win by the run line. Right. Look, the two games that they won uh, in the weekend, they covered the one and a half, and then they, they ended up losing the game outright. So when you take the Dodgers, you, you have to just take the run line. So look, the Dodgers are thirteen and three. These guys have won ten more games than they've lost, but you're only up three hundred ninety-five bucks betting a hundred bucks a game on these guys because they're such massive favorites all the time. Surprisingly enough, San Francisco are up 312 bucks. San Francisco's had a pretty nice start to the season at 9 and 6. San Diego are down 92 bucks. They're down 92 bucks. San Diego are a heavily priced team uh, right now, but you know they haven't won enough to justify this price. You're down 92 bucks betting 100 bucks a game on San Diego. So Los Angeles and Seattle is actually a matchup of the two most profitable teams in Major League Baseball tomorrow night. Interesting matchup. The late-night anger management class continues.